So here's an interesting question that I honestly thought I would never have to ask on this podcast, but is bigger better? Kia ora, welcome to the Invisible Sensei podcast. Karate, kudo, judo, jiu-jitsu, whatever the style of preference, we all have our own stories and experiences. We are all our own Invisible Sensei. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. And again, thanks for taking time to listen. Let's start off by apologising for that. Obviously, bait click or podcast click title. Obviously, it's a really cheeky title and um, I'm hoping that during the course of this conversation, me and you can flip it over, turn it inside out, have a look at it and look at it from different angles and so on and so forth. But what I'm referring to is, of course, in martial arts, particularly in styles like judo and karate, uh, which is kind of, I guess, my background in jiu-jitsu and a bunch of other things, there's always been, I don't want to call it a myth, but there's always been a belief or early on the idea that a smaller man could overcome a bigger man. Now I have to qualify this where my what my position is is I have always been the bigger guy. Um, I'm six foot four. I am gosh 140 something kilos uh, and yeah I have I have always had something of a size advantage. Not in every instance, certainly there have been people that have been bigger, certainly there have been many people that have been better and bigger and better and smaller and better and of a size and worse and so on and so forth, so you get my point. I had to ask myself a question early on and it's one that's always haunted me and I've talked about it in other podcasts. It's whether or not when I do a technique, when I perform a technique, if it's a kick, a punch, you know, there is it really being effective because of timing and good technique or is it just because I tend to be a little bit larger than the people that I'm training with or sparring with or fighting? And for many years I kind of shied away from the idea of, you know, using this as an advantage or in, in some senses uh, an excuse a way of justifying my effective technique. When I became a teacher of people, I realized that there were students that I had that did not have my stature and I guess my size and weight advantage that were training to emulate my example. And the problem being obviously is that it's actually in what I just said, it's the size and weight differential is quite substantial usually. So you have people who are, you know, 5'5", trying to fight like a guy who's, you know, 6'4", and as I said, over 140 kilos. So, what to do about that? As a teacher, I guess it was confronting because I had to then look at my technique and see the way in which I was doing things. In terms of size, I learned as a young man, my father used to give me boxing lessons, and um, my dad was a pretty short guy, short but extremely powerfully built. Um, Dad was, gosh, I want to say 5'4", 5'3". I might be exaggerating, but yeah, he was a pretty short guy. And when he taught me these things, he taught me how to to, um, fight. He taught me to be an infighter. Now, the problem with that is that when I was 16, I was probably 6'1", and then just shot up, as you can imagine. So there's me at 6'1", trying to fight like a guy who's 5'4". 
and I just remember just getting peppered by jabs every time I tried these techniques and yeah, it didn't work out too well for me. What I needed to do was to realize what it is that I had and what advantages that I had. Now, it's kind of the seesawing thing. It's this thing that sort of comes and goes and it kind of ebbs and flows when you talk about your technique because I think our technique changes over the years. You have that young man or young woman, young person technique that is all flash and dash and high kicks and incredible cardiovascular strength and power and capacity. Now, for me as an older man, yeah, not so much. I want to do as much damage as I possibly can with as little trouble, with as little movement as I possibly can. That's, I guess that's the, the challenge of it. <laughs> or maybe it's just that I'm a lazy wasted. Uh, could be a combination of those things. So I have to try and find a way in myself to balance my love of good technique with my fear of being able to do it because of a, a weight advantage and a height advantage and a reach advantage. And I think what I tried to do early on as bigger guy, I tried to be this incredible technician, technician, or at least in my own mind. A lot of the people who I grew up with in my formative years were incredible technicians and have influenced my martial arts and the way that I spar and train and teach uh, to this day. But at the same time, it was really important to try and find my own expression of that. Now, that's only come after, gosh, you know, four, dec four decades of training. And it's still evolving. Also, too, my priorities have changed. I'm not looking to be this fantastic fighter anymore. I'm looking to actually enjoy the practice of martial arts. There's what we train and there's what we practice. And... At the moment, I'm focusing on my practice. Now, as I'm recording this, I'm sitting here and I've got a torn meniscus and I've got a fractured wrist. The meniscus came from just general wear and tear over years of throwing people, getting thrown, landing on it, twisting, pivoting, kicking, getting kicked in it. I'm sure that that has all had a role to play in the way that my knee is now. Uh, my wrist I fractured doing Kote Kitai uh, on, actually you can actually see me doing it in one of the videos that I've got on my YouTube channel. Yes, that's a plug, check out the YouTube channel. <laughs> and um, But I just remember every time I watch it I kind of wince because I remember doing it and I was there doing some uh, arm pounding on a post that I've stuck into the ground here where I live. And I just remember the blood draining out of my face as I realized, oh my gosh, that don't feel right. But, you know, there was a video on YouTube, had to have its pound of flesh. So I just kept going, but man, it hurt. And now what's happened is I've left it untreated and I've tried to use painkillers and try to sort of strap it up and do all these things. But it's actually gotten to a point now where I cannot lift the coffee cup. I know, coffee, coffee. <laughs> You know, take my eyes, but don't take my coffee. And um, I'm sort of going, oh my gosh, you know, look, if only I had got this and this done and, and I'd gone sooner. But that's the thing, is that the bigger you are, the greater the stress on your body as well. I can't speak as a smaller man, but I can say this, that a lot of the men and women who I have found to be effective against me are smaller. I don't discount them, but I think at a certain, at a certain size, it is important. I mean, obviously, everyone has testicles. Well, 
at least 50% of the of the uh, population have testicles. You know, you have a throat, you have joints, you have knee kneecaps, uh, you've got shins, you've got a throat, you've got eyes, you've got ears. All these really vulnerable points and I think they can be struck but I also think that size at a certain point does matter now I'm not saying that you have to go out and madly lift weights to become some kind of I don't know sort of some bodybuilder in a gi sort of pulled into a gi I mean if you want to do that it's fine too um, I'm a big fan of weight training I do weight train myself and it's just put that out there but I think what it comes down to is bigger is not necessarily better I think what is better is understanding your own physicality uh, but Sensei Pat Miguel is my Kobudo Sensei and he has actually been interviewed on this podcast and um, one of the things he talks about is that sometimes the weapon is not an extension of the practitioner the practitioner has to also be an extension of the weapon and I think in some senses it holds true of your physicality and your size we have to embrace what we've been given and maximize it and it's not so much about for me now about being an effective fighter because I just don't put myself in positions and situations where I am going to have to defend myself I know that sounds really kind of uh, of course um, but the nature of my work that I've done professionally for many years has often put me in positions where there has been the threat of violence so I don't do that anymore uh, what I am looking at now is longevity of my training so I'm looking at rehabbing my knee and rehabbing my wrist and looking to train in more effective more healthy and uh, yeah try and find the longevity in my training so is bigger better I don't know if bigger is better I just know that I have what I have and I use what I've got there's plenty of martial artists of all size when I watch kata competitors uh, yeah I'm not a huge fan of of kata competition and things like that mainly because I'm just no good at it but I do watch kata competitors and go geez I wish I was that strong and that fast and that snappy so I guess at every size um, big, tall, short, heavy, light, skinny, whatever you want to label it. We all have our strengths and our weaknesses. It's up to you to find out what your perceived weakness is and to strengthen yourself in the weak places and to capitalize on the inherent advantages that you have as a practitioner bring you into the equation bring who you are and what you know and what you think and how hard you train you train hard i promise you bigger will not always be better so have a think about that ask yourself the question is bigger better no i just think regular training makes you better